Hey there, and welcome to today's Impact Ministries Disciple Making Church podcast. I am Mike Keaton, and I get to be one of the trainers here at Impact Ministries. And we're so glad that you have tuned in with us today. And we have a special treat for you today. Uh, so we, um, uh, what I have here joining me are two of who I would say are the, the greatest student <laughs> ministry leaders what, in all the world? Thank you for not <laughs> setting the bar low. Yeah. So right here to my left immediately is Jesse Norton. And Jesse is the high school pastor and overall youth pastor here mm-hmm. at Crossroads Church. To his left over here is Dominic Jacquez. And Dominic is our middle school pastor. Is that it right? That's good. And so these two guys uh, make up our student ministry leadership, um, specifically with youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And super glad to have them here. And so as you might have guessed, uh, we are talking about student ministry today. And specifically, student ministry in the context of a disciple-making church. Right. And so these guys are going to help us with that and talk to us about that. And, and we are so glad that you have joined in with us today. And so really, just a big thanks to you. And uh, hopefully this will be helpful and practical for you. So guys, let's just dive right in and... And really just start sharing with our viewers um, a little bit about what it looks like. So that's kind of the question. I'm Jesse, I'm going to start with you. Okay. And I'm just going to ask straightforward, like, what does student ministry mm-hmm. look like inside the context of a disciple-making church? Mm, so, <clears throat> yeah, I think oftentimes about um, a phrase that even Pastor Ken said, uh, two years ago, it's the first time I heard it at least, he said that like Jesus made the church the way he, or he made it the way he wants it, and now he wants it the way he made it. And when I think about like that whole context is that, um, that we can't drive a wedge between uh, student ministry and like adult ministry. So it should look very similar to what, uh, you know, adult ministry looks like. Uh, so here's a question kind of off of that. I mean, what is the strategy... Uh, for discipling students or having a disciple-making uh, student ministry mm-hmm. any different than mm-hmm. the strategy that we would have for the adult, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Thing, huh? That's a great question. I think probably um, yes and no. Okay. Yes, in the sense of, like, we need a strategy, and it should... Um, like, I think about, like, a lot of what we do, like... We don't, whenever a student graduates high school, I don't want it to be a harsh transition. Mm. You know? Like, I don't, like, it should not be something where they graduate high school or, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, there's, there's this whole new methodology of how we do ministry or, you know, what it looks like to be a part of a church is different in the youth ministry than Mm -hmm. it is an adult. I don't, I want to blur that line. I don't want it to be such a harsh, like, Okay, now, you know, I don't want them to say, okay, now you're an adult. No, they're, they're leading where they are. Yeah, welcome to real disciple yeah. making now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. As really if, good. yeah, as if, um, which, you know, I know that we, that the, uh, like, just common vocabulary is like junior high is, you know, and then you have high school. But, like, I don't want to people, like, I think that we lose when we see high school ministry or middle school ministry or youth ministry as the junior league. Mm. You know, mm. this is not a farm system, like like you know this is they are literally 
um, the leaders and well, at least I mean, I think that's the least the perspective that we have is we don't see them as the future leaders. We see them just as leaders. Yeah, that's right. That's really good. Yeah, because they are leaders now. They're the church now. They are the that's church. Good. Not necessarily the future church. Yeah. They're the church now. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. So, um, so when you think about that, uh, I think that's great. And one of the things that you know uh, is true to our overall philosophy, and one of the things we talk a lot about on this podcast is just that honestly, we haven't reinvented the wheel, mm. and so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel right. for uh, adult ministry, student ministry, or any ministry really. Right. We're really trying to follow the methodology of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And so, so that's a question. Then I mean. Uh, based upon or, or what I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. is that if you want to blur that line, which I thought that was a great way to say that, if you want to blur that line, I mean, shouldn't that be true for all student ministry? Like even coming out of elementary into student ministry, like graduating fifth graders into middle school and then graduating eighth graders into high school, shouldn't those lines all be blurred, you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would even say... Kind of what you said, Mike, before of this idea of we want to know where our students are going, where they're at when they graduate high school and they're on that stage and we're recognizing them that they're fully trained yeah. into where they're going into the young adult age. And I do think it's this stair stepping into or stepping blocks into the next grade and encouraging them to everyone has a next step, taking that next step throughout the junior high into mm-hmm. high school into your next, you know, and so not like you said, blurring those lines, because I think it's easy to silo just junior high for those three ga- three three grades or <laughs> silo high school and you know but to kind of intermix those um as they are taking those steps forward well like in you and i we've done we've had some uh we're i think the the farther along that like even dominic and i are working together and stuff is that like we've done things where eighth grade joins high school like you know so like mm. they'll come over and they'll do stuff with high schoolers and they're included in things but not just like once but like multiple times mm-hmm. throughout the year and you know we do things as a youth ministry as a whole youth ministry you know, obviously we just came back from beach camp this past week and where it was both middle school high school and so we have you know we have events youth mm-hmm. conference and stuff like that um, where uh, we want to kind of help blur that line you know, we don't want them to feel like there's a, a us and them kind of thing. It's just a, all of us. Okay. So then, for a little more clarity, how does a disciple-making student ministry follow the methodology of Jesus? Mm. Dom? I think one of it is knowing their leader. I think building retention as far as the relationship between the leader, as far as I'm thinking just student ministries, is the leader needs to be trained before they can to lead the leader or the student. So the, the leader needs to be trained before they take that step of leadership. And so if they are trained and they feel confident in that way of leadership, then the student will follow the methodology of Jesus because that's really to know, you know, a student's not above their teacher, um, as it says. Um, but there's obviously... there's probably So you, are you asking kind of like, uh, like how... Thinking more strategy-wise, like okay. how do you structure the ministry to follow the methods of Christ? You know, obviously, you know, if you're if you're going to have a, a student ministry, whether it's middle school or or high school, and then you think about what's beyond that, and mm. in young adult world, or maybe even uh, you know adult world, there's different 
you know, you can do different things mm. with, right. I guess, adults that you really can't do with students, and mm. likewise, vice versa, you can do things different with students that you can't do. But how do all those kind of stay in line to to have this disciple-making philosophy as a as a structure, as a focus of a ministry? That's what kind of I'm getting at there. The thing what we have to do is, um, I mean, I know we've already talked about being intentional and you know strategy. Almost like we need a structure as well. Yeah. You know, so um, we so it kind of leads to intentionality. Yeah. So how 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 does that look? So like I mean, for us practically, it looks like obviously small groups, but we move people from. Um, you know our large group environments which is on Wednesday um, and uh, so we move them from that into community groups we move them which are which for high school is on Sunday nights when we're doing host homes mm-hmm. um, but all the while all of our the leaders in all of those areas are um, intentional about looking for students who are ready to take their next step into deeper you know, a deeper relationship. For a good example is, so on Sunday we had um, our celebration of youth, uh, you know, the beach camp and stuff. And so after it was over, I had four young men, all of them kind of, hey, they came up to me and they said, you know, like, can we get breakfast sometime? And and I was like, uh, sure, you know, like, what, you know, what about and what for? And they just said, like, we're just, we're just ready to go deeper. And all of them go to a small group on Sunday morning, or, I'm sorry, Sunday nights. And so with that, you know, I was like, okay, awesome. Yeah, that's great. And so now tomorrow morning, we're going to go get some breakfast. And so I just texted them. I said, hey, like, is there anything specific that you're, and they just, and they honestly were like, well, community group is great. And a lot, you know, we have a lot of friends and people we can, that that we believe we can pray, that can pray for us. But we just really want to know God's word more. Mm. And we don't feel like we can get that in the, in, in such, I mean, those small groups are about 20 to 30 kids in in there, you know, with, Mm -hmm. and so you know, we want to move them from our large group environments, like our, our, our crowd, into that community group, uh, and then from that community group into these smaller impact groups, discipleship groups. And, I mean, you look at Jesus, he went from, you know, those massive crowds to his 12 to his 3. And so, um, you know, practically... So it's, it seems super simple, but without intentional leadership, it won't happen. But well, it's good. I would even say, and Mike, you can speak into this too, but I think it's important when you have a student that starts from the crowd to not say, are you ready for discipleship? But that they understand what it looks like to be in a small group first, uh, you know, and understand that core group and then, or that small group and then to, all right, I'm ready to take that next step into the core group. Because I think sometimes when we talk about structure, we lose the structure when we say, all right, we have all these students that are excited to be here. They're mm. ready to get plugged in. All right, they're ready for discipleship. And it's like, wait, hold on. Let's take a step back and let's look at what does it look like to be in a small group first and understand to be trained in that way before becoming fully trained into a discipleship group. That's really good. So, yeah. That's really good. So I'm hearing discipleship. Uh, we're talking about disciple-making, church strategy, these types of things. Is there a difference is there a difference between mm-hmm. a disciple making a student ministry in a disciple making church than a student ministry that does discipleship? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Talk to that a little bit. Um, uh, talking with like Lance, he goes around and talks to a lot of people with impact and and promotes that. And he he'll come back and he'll be like, "Hey, man, I got this." got this youth pastor who wants to talk to you and you know would like to learn more about what that looks like in student ministry and 
I've talked to a few of them about what that looks like as far as, you know, implementing, right? And because I think that discipleship is a, uh, I think it's just like a common word, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's left up to, um, you know, translation, you know, however you think what that looks like and stuff That's like good. that. Um, and so when we, most churches say discipleship, but like they don't have a end result. And I think that's, mm. I think that's the catalyst. That's okay. the thing is that, uh, true discipleship, you, you for lack of, to use a, uh, non-churchy term, you need to know what your product is going to look like mm-hmm. when you're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, so we say, you know, we want fully trained disciples. We don't just say that. What do we want to look like? And we can name them. You know, we can list it out. This is what right. we believe is uh, the character and conduct of Jesus. That's what it should look like. And so, um, so yeah, we can say that we have discipleship, but um, at the end of the day, at the end of the class or whatever you know, you're using, you know, do you know this is what we've accomplished? This is what we've invested. This is what we want to see the you know kind of that end product kind of thing. Mm. So that's the difference. That's really good. That's huge, actually. We know where we're going. Mm-hmm. We know what it looks like when we get there, mm. and then we can actually pattern, be intentional, mm. strategize, yeah. and build the structures. All these things we've said today that lead us toward that end, mm-hmm. yeah, which is that fully trained disciple of a student mm. as as mature as or as fully trained as they can possibly, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's that's kind of the understanding because that's always ongoing, right? We're yeah. always growing in that. That's really good. So you guys were saying earlier about, you know, I think Dom, you said it just uh, that, you know, if you don't have strategy, if you don't have intentionality, you've got chaos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you th- and you said the word energy earlier. Maybe that maybe just maybe that student ministry has more energy. Than <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I want to assume <laughs> just come so, to beach camp. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Man. But obviously, I mean, student ministry has always been kind of understood yeah. to be fun, to be mm-hmm. events, to be games, to sure. be just, you know. And that's maybe more stereotypical, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but it can also be something that identifies the student ministry. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier, that, that line is not blurred. And, you know, it's like, okay, when you get to the real church, that's yeah. when we're really going to try to train you up and be this fully trained disciple. But, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is how do we how do we encourage student pastors out there mm-hmm. to to think beyond just the fun, the events, the beach camps, the... You know the next big game. summer game day or whatever. Drinking coke through a sock. <laughs> All the stuff we do, right? To actually, like, hey, we're making this up. This is important ministry. Mm-hmm. So, what would be maybe one thing each of you guys would share with our viewers that would be helpful for them to think? Okay, how can I move forward in that? Mm. You want to go first? You take it. Uh, um. I think the first thing I would say is that as a youth pastor, you got to know where your sheep are. So you can't lead them to where, you know, you, you don't know where, if you don't know where you're going, then you can't take them. Or well, I guess you will take them to there. Um, and, you know, I think that games, I think that all that has its place. Um, and, but in, in the context of like, even just here, uh, I am, it's been strange over the past few years and probably post COVID it probably is our students have had a deep desire Mm. and a passion for worship 
in a deep mm. relationship to know Jesus. That's great. They don't care. Like I, I remember even after been having been there uh, here on staff for about a year, maybe nine months to a year, um, with very little um, like uh, relational equity with these students, they came to me and they said, can we please stop doing the games? Mm. And we would do like a simple game before and, uh, and they were just like, can we just, can yeah. we do a worship, like another song instead? Oh, wow. And I was like, yes, I love worship. Uh, yes. That's great. Um, but in or, like I've, like they've been given access to me to talk and invest in their ministry. Okay. Um, and so now we still play games, you know, we still do goofy things and we still, but we do it in a little bit of a different way. So, like, we don't start the day with 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 games. Mm-hmm. We start the game the the day with prayer or worship or something like that because, uh, you know, we want. And then after if it's over, we may do an after party or something like that. So I believe that it has its place, yeah. but you have to know where your congregation is. You got to know okay. where your people are. All right. Um, and so it's good. Dominic, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna echo that a little bit of knowing the temperature of where your students are at. Um, I mean, because you can put on the games, you can put on the events, but if that's not what's speaking to them, hmm. then you're missing the whole point of having a youth group. Because they're going to if you're if you're giving them what they need, or then that changes um, the the dynamic of it. But if you just give them like, well, we this is a cool idea, but this isn't actually what I want it changes the dynamic. And so I think knowing the temperature of your audience, and then I would also say for student pastors or, or you know, even ministry leaders, um, leading yourself. I mean, being led, you know, you mentioned being a sheep uh, with a shepherd. Mm-hmm. If you're the shepherd of your ministry, but you're not being poured into, how are you able to lead? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you able to keep moving? How are you able you to keep... Out if you have yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah. Because it's easy to be burnt out and think, oh, I'm going to do this event and it's not working. Well, what's not working is you haven't been in prayer. What's not working is you're not being led by someone else pouring into you mm-hmm. um, and, and just taking that opportunity to, to be fed. So. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love the idea, the distinction of making it between just having a youth group and moving from a youth. And this is really what we want, want to encourage everyone, to move from a youth group to become a, a student ministry disciple. I'm not a disciple making student ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's that's just huge. We hope this has really been helpful for you today as you join us. Uh, Jesse and Dominic, these guys are doing a great job and and um, they're recovering a little bit today from uh, just getting back from beach camp, but they're uh, they do a great job and, and we really want to help in any kind of way we can help you. If you got questions based upon today's talk then I'm sure these guys would love to hear from you and talk to you and maybe share some sure, of their sure. their learnings and so forth and what we do here. But we would also like to do that. So please reach out to us at impactdisciples.com. Uh, I'd also encourage you to consider if you would like to know how to incorporate some of these principles and philosophies in, uh, in, in a disciple-making church context, then we have actually uh, an equipping group coming up. It's called a Disciple-Making Pastor Equipping Group. It starts July 11th. Uh, you can go to impactdisciples.com and check that out there as well. You'll see a link uh, below where you can connect to that. And we'd love to help you in a very practical way. Join with some other pastors or other ministry leaders online uh, in this equipping group to just kind of learn how do, how, do we, how do we just do this in our context. So uh, that's what we're here to do at Impact Disciples and uh, Impact Ministries. And so thanks, so thankful for you joining us today. If we can help, uh, just reach out. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you next time.